Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns, and get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires. Like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts what's up danny g here producer of cnr and it's that time, best of the best of the best of the week. You gotta be kidding me with this guy. Yep, as we enter the week before the Super Bowl, we're gonna be live in Vegas starting on Monday. Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Uh- Until then, I'll leave you with some more fun content. I renounce my Swifty love until Monday the 12th of February. I don't want to hear her name. I don't want to hear about their love story. I don't want to know if she said, I love you. To Travis on the field. You don't want to picture them standing, kissing together under uh, streams of confetti? That ended the other day, Spot. Oh. We can just call her that one blonde chick until after the game. Yeah, that blonde chick that's with Kelsey? Yeah, the one with the red lips? Yeah. The one with the red, yeah. That one. She got good music. I like her. She better stay up in that booth. You know when I like her again? Monday, February 12th. You know, I thought, I actually saw a really cool thing during the break, and, um... You know, everyone kind of hates Taylor Swift in the NFL scene, but she made a lot of money for the NFL this year. $331.5 million. Did you see how they labeled some of the flights from Kansas City? Like flight 87 or 1989. (laughs) Like, give me a break. Um, You know what? I've I've, I've gone from lover to hater just because of the Super Bowl matchup. Between TV, highlights, social media, print, and digital. That's how much was generated since September from Taylor Swift. Oh, boy. $331.5 million. Isn't that insane? I sent that flight email to my wife This uh, just because she's all into it. She's all in. She's probably, yeah. I don't know. Well, her friend bought a T-shirt. I don't know if that includes Taylor's the, you know, boyfriend? The, the money that she is. Yes. Now, yes. There's shirts that people, go, yes. ta- go Taylor's boyfriend. Now, I, I got to ask this as far as things that made you go, hmm, 
championship weekend in the NFL as we broadcast live from the TireRack.com studio. Let me ask. I know. I'm not naive. The majority of the country was rooting against my 49ers. I've seen the memes like, who are you rooting for? And it's all blue, and it's like California red. I get it. Would you say that because of the Taylor Swift effect and because of they've been to so many, they've won three, well, they, they, they will win three if they win in two weeks. They're on the verge of winning another. Are my Niners getting the love here? No. You think the, no. I the, think- the updated one I saw is California is red for 49ers. Kansas City is red for the Chiefs, and the rest of the country is gray, and it says, yes. can both lose? Yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone else cares. I'm just saying, I feel like there might be a lot we'll of just, go Taylor's boyfriend, nope. girl fans, but I think for the most part, most grown men and women that are sports fans are probably thinking, we don't need Mahomes winning another, unless you root for greatness, and I get that, but maybe you guys got my back a little bit this time. <laughs> unless you root for greatness. Yeah. It is an interesting point, because I don't think a lot changes in the landscape of the NFL. It adds another chapter to Mahomes' greatness, but if the 49ers win, it's not like... like When the 49ers had their four, there was a race to five. Yeah. Right? Like that's of course, what it was. Yeah. That was, yeah. And unfortunately, you know, for the Niners, it's, you know, it's it's been a while. But now you're like, okay, now it's to you know to seven, to 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 be able to get that seventh, and you're not, and so for them, it doesn't necessarily change in history. And there's no underdog. I do feel that while we have two teams that we know all the players, it is a little bit of a blah sort yeah, of because there's Super no Bowl. there's no underdog. There's no wow, that would be great because it's a yeah. team that's been dominating. And then when you think of the Niners, as much as I love to point out, you know, guys, my team hasn't won since I've been a teenager. No one cares because you say Niners and they think, oh, dummy, when you were a kid, you had Montana, Young, Rice. Don't. No one wants to hear a sad Niners fan because you'll always go back to, you guys dominated when, when we were kids. <laughs> so I'm not getting sympathy. I get it. But I think if you were going to get sympathy – I think there are people that are like, you know, Kyle Shanahan, Purdy's a great story. You know, Christian McCaffrey, that guy deserves if, to win. If Purdy won, he would be the second youngest to win by two months ahead of Patrick Mahomes. So Patrick wow. Mahomes was 24 years old and four months. Purdy would be 24 years old in two months, I believe. Man, and, you know, there's so many layers to this. And let, let's go to your phone calls, and we'll get an update with Dan. He's also the third youngest to start, I, QB to start. Was that uh, Roethlisberger? Is he in that conversation? Roethlisberger, or? yeah. yeah. I do know there's there's one person that you can feel sorry for, and that is Danny G as a Raiders fan. <laughs> Could you have picked two worst teams to play in your stadium for a Super Bowl? My. Do you mean the, the team that you were rivals across the bay from in Oakland? And the team in your division you hate the most? <laughs> the, the only thing I can compare it to, Dan, no joke, I'm a Mets fan, right? My baseball team, the Mets. My dad was a big Niners fan, if you want to know how I became a Niners fan. My dad loved Montana and Notre Dame, and so I was raised a Niners fan. But as a Mets fan, when the Yankees played the Philadelphia Phillies in the World Series, I remember thinking, I don't know what's worse. So, Danny, I feel you. That is what a Mets fan felt when the Phillies yeah. played the Yankees in the World Series. 
it was. It, it's too bad that Al Davis's eternal flame is not real fire anymore, because <laughs> then there could be some sort of. I don't want anyone to die, but there could be some An sort of delay. Fire. <laughs> yeah, a delay uh, like the last time you were in the big game. Oh, that being goodness. said, red is a nice complimentary <laughs> color to black. No, that is so the worst. The stadium. But it's the worst color scheme ever. Buyers into the color scheme of the uh, Super Bowl yes. end zones. Yeah. This is way too much red. Dude, it was Absolutely. ugly. I tell That's you, last black time cancels it out. Though. Last That's time a nice they compliment. Uh, they played four years ago. We're gonna have the same ugly yellow red zone end zone. The other one red and. A lot of yellow and red. I, would, I mean, if you're a Hulkamaniac, you like this Super Bowl. <laughs> if, you, if, you're, if you're a fan of McDonald's, you know. <laughs> right up your alley. I wish they would What you're going to do? They should have the Hulkster come out and be like, hey, brothers. I wish they would make the 49ers end zone gold. Yes. You know, but they put the gold so. helmet in there, so you can't do that. You have to make it red, and the Chiefs have been yellow all the way back to Super Bowl One. So yeah. you really can't mess with that. I'm excited to, you know, I'm lucky enough one of my friends has secured a ticket I'm excited to see your stadium, Denny G. I've heard only amazing things about Allegiant, right? I mean, dude, so well designed, built. The architecture is insane. Someone told the me bad, history, seat, bad seats aren't even that no, bad. No, the way they designed it, every single seat in there is a great view. The best food in the NFL, people have said. It's just an amazing stadium. All right, let's go to your feedback, your observations from championship weekend. And there are some interesting quotes I want to play. Some players are chirping after the game. But let's go to John in Montana. John, you're on with CNR. John. John, boy. All right, let's go to Kevin in Culver City. What's up, Kev? What's up, fellas? Hey, buddy. Hey, there's a saying called, a, a fool never changes his mind, a wise man always does. And Dan Campbell lost that game for the Detroit Lions and cost him a Super Bowl because he was too stubborn to take the three points. He left all those field goals, all those points on the field, like Bill Parcell says. A great coach can never win you a game, but a coach can always lose you a game. Tony Dungy says, take the points. you got to take the points. And he let the 49ers back in the game, and he cost the Lions the Super Bowl. So, hey, we got the 49ers and the Chiefs. The rivalry is back, and it's great for football. But it's all about Dan Campbell, who wanted to be a macho man instead of trying to get his team Ooh, to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, macho man. Yeah, uh, he was being a little bit of a macho man, and I like what you said, much like uh, Mike who runs this place. Who? Live by the sword, die by the sword. You're saying, you know, a dumb man never changes his mind or whatever your <laughs> saying was. Whatever it was, it made sense, though, because Dan Campbell was going to win that game or lose it on that. You know, he... I think he likes I mean listen, I'm not Dan Campbell. I don't know what's going on in his head, but I think he sort of likes the idea of being that ballsy coach. They say there aren't stupid questions, but let me challenge that. <laughs> um, I know that I know going forward on the fourth down was was a little bit risky, but was the execution pretty good even though they didn't make it? You know, no, no, from, like, from a football perspective, you could say that first one was it was a drop pass, but it wasn't even the play calling wasn't even fantastic, I thought. Yeah. Go ahead. You don't, you're not going to Josh Reynolds as your number one option. However, Josh Reynolds is paid to catch footballs on the Man. first, fourth down. They don't get. I, I will say this, and it's not that Dan Campbell was perfect, and I don't agree with all of his decisions. Him taking the heat does not have us talk about Jameer Gibbs' fumble that you mentioned. Yeah. Does not. I mean, we, we know about the Josh Reynolds drop, and there were multiple drops. We aren't talking as much about the failure to down the punt at the one yard line. Like the like the like, that was big, yeah. Yes. Foot, foot in the end zone could have could have pinned the Niners ninety nine yards away. I think Dan Campbell is fine taking the heat for all of this because I think there are a lot of Lions players that also could take heat for some of the mistakes that they made. You know, 
it's that that you know we heard from Kittle before about momentum, but that fumble by Gibbs was a that was you know when you when you're coming from behind and you score. And then on the first play from scrimmage, the other team fumbles, and all of a sudden you got the ball back, and you're right there, like you know, you know, knocking on the ends, knocking on the red zone. That's that was that game went from oh Niners are down by a couple touchdowns to tied. What felt like in a minute, yeah, like what the hell? And at that point, I'm like, well, I Dan, you were asking how I felt as a Niners fan during that game. The whole game, I was like, maybe we could be close. And I kept thinking by the fourth quarter, with like six or eight minutes left, that they somehow could tie the game with four minutes left. There was four minutes left in the third quarter and they tied the game. I, 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 I remember being like, what is going on here? It's funny because a couple of weeks ago, I went back and watched the Oilers come or the Bills come back against the Oilers. Yes. People will always talk about the comeback that the Bills had. What people don't realize was that it was basically gone in like a quarter. And yeah. The, the, like the Oilers scored in the third quarter, first of all, but the Bills had it erased by midway through the fourth quarter that the Oilers had to go and kick a field goal themselves just to force it to overtime, and that's what yesterday was like. Yeah, it it was. <laughs> if you're a defensive lineman and you yeah. just came off the field after watching the Niners score, and you're in your huddle, and now you got to grab your helmet and go back on the field uh-huh. because your offense just fumbled on the immediate possession, that's demoralizing. Well. Dan, while we got you, let's get an update. We'll talk more Niners. We still have to talk a little bit more. Obviously, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. What does it say about Lamar? You, you know, you're likely the MVP, and you fell short again. A reflection of him or the team around them? We'll get to that. So the Lions and Niners played a classic yesterday in the NFC Championship game. Fox's numbers show that 56.6 million viewers watched yesterday's NFC title wow. game. That's the highest number in 12 years. It's up 19% from last year and actually up 7% from last year's AFC Championship game between the Chiefs and Bengals. The reason that's important, that was in the same window. Remember, they alternate each yeah. Year so a 79 share in Detroit, 78 share in San Francisco for the TV ratings. The fourth highest non Super Bowl broadcast uh, yesterday's NFC Championship game. Wow, Uh, yes, 56.6 million viewers was the average. Now, the Niners are gonna have to take on those Chiefs, and the Bleacher Report says Chiefs defensive lineman Charles Amenahu tore his ACL in yesterday's win against the Ravens. Amenahu had a sack, uh, strip sack fumble of Lamar Jackson in that game yesterday prior to suffering the injury. He Likely out for Super Bowl 58. Chiefs, though, you've yet to confirm the injury. Seahawks will speak with Mike McDonald tomorrow and tonight with Ben Johnson about their vacancy. Both McDonald and Johnson also expected to speak with the commanders, as are Aaron Glenn. Anthony Weaver and Dan Quinn. Ron Rivera, the former commander's coach, interviewed with the Rams for their defensive coordinating position. Sixers sitter Joel Embiid out tonight against Portland. Ben Simmons back from the Nets as they take on the Jazz. Pacers guard Tyrese Halliburton could return as soon as Thursday from his hamstring injury, according to ESPN. And the NBA, Doc Lakers guard D'Angelo Russell, 15 grand for kicking the ball into the stands following that double overtime win at Golden State this past weekend. Guys, back to you. Yeah, Dimbai, do you have an update? Did Giannis cash in his free uh <laughs> his free wings yet or no? <laughs> Did you guys see that viral yes. clip? Where Giannis, I I guess the promotion was if someone misses a free throw, everyone gets free wings and there's a clip of Giannis grabbing a phone from one of the Bucks employees and he's taking a picture of the QR code. And I like that. I like that he no one's better than free wings, Dan Meyer. No, no one true. is too good yes. to get free Agreed. wings. 
are we are we gonna get that? Can we get that if Brock does it? Dan Byer, do you think if if Brock has a game where he puts up two fifty to three hundred yards, couple tutties, if the Niners beat the Chiefs, that it'll be like okay, we get it now. Or the Brock haters always gonna hate because as Taylor Swift would say, haters gonna hate. hate always, hate. they're always gonna hate. Yeah. I agree with Spot. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It is not going to but change. Does it matter? No, right? He'll have he'll have a Super Bowl ring. He'll be the guy that led them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But they're the haters will say, well, then you need to win multiple Super Bowls right. if you're that good. I think what's annoying about this, though, in particular, is that we should be rooting him on because he was the last draft. Yeah, I, don't, I don't get the narrative. Maybe it's because people don't like the Niners and I'm delusional. And yes. Every, and agreed. Again, we're they're stuck with this reputation as oh they won a bunch. They won a bunch when we were wearing diapers and uh you know when we had snack packs in our lunchbox. The f- the phrase we hear so much, the uh born on third base sort of thing. Like people want to they don't want to give any sort of credence to seventh round pick or where he was drafted or the 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 hierarchy came through. They just will say he's got Kittle, he's got Christian McCaffrey, he's got Trent Williams and so it's why, being it's, born it's, on third base and saying you hit a triple is the phrase. Yeah. And I think people feel that way with Brock Purdy, that he was put into this magnificent yeah. situation. You know, like, uh, you know, the movie Rookie of the Year? <laughs> of course. Remember, you know how Henry Rowan Gardner, when at the end That's of the Cubs one. Yeah. 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 yeah, okay. yeah. Yes. Remember, he has like that thing with his arm, but he like loses. He falls on it and loses it, but still is able to win the game because everyone else helps him get the, th- the three outs. Yeah, in, the, in that championship. <laughs> That's your analogy. This is my analogy. <laughs> but I feel like at the end, he still jumps up and has that ring on his finger. Oh, yeah. So what does it matter? Yeah. But you know, I, I how he gets there. As a 49ers fan, I just think it's odd that Trey Lance didn't work out. And you can make fun of the Niners like, dude, you whiffed on Trey Lance. And Jimmy G was just a handsome, nice guy that couldn't get the job done. The 49ers Purdy storyline should be one that we root for, I get it. If you hate the Niners and you're against me, I, but there's a part of me that's like, why are more people not gravitating towards what a great story? Kavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. Now, there is a sentiment going around, and I did say that I was going to denounce my support of Taylor Swift until after the Super Bowl as a 49ers fan. Yeah, I think I titled one of the podcasts yesterday, Rich Renounces His Swiftiness. So, Danny, can you read the, the message going yeah. around? Because I think this is... Pertinent because listen, while I'd love to say life is football, I sound like the guy from Ted Lasso. Life is football. Football is life. While I'd like to say, because I did say this the other day, outside of my family and job, the 49ers are up there on my priority list. I know, yeah, you did say that I, because I feel that way, Spot. I'm, be, I'm being serious. Other than my kids and wife and my job with you guys, what else do I care about? And I'll be honest, your sports alliances are probably high on that list. Now, Taylor Swift. It's fun that everyone piles on, like, they show her too much. We discussed the other day how a bunch of grown men are sad about 24 seconds of Taylor Swift over a three-and-a-half-hour broadcast. In fact, Danny G, before you yeah. read the, the meme I, you saw, I saw another one. You know, read, read, your, read your message first. Okay. I saw a few of these. Yeah, I saw this one about 50 different times on Facebook over the past two days. It says this, shake it off, fellas. Your daughters are watching you hate Taylor Swift for supporting her boyfriend and hearing you complain about her taking 60 seconds of airtime out of a three-hour game. What they hear, be smaller, be less, do better. I did. I Listen, Taylor Swift, love her. Picture of them on the field together dude, in that meme. Love her or hate her? To be so, like, 
oddly mad about it makes me think you're a weirdo. Um, in fact, I saw another meme. Did you see this one? It said, uh, elephants are born. This is a fun fact, by the way. Elephants are born weighing 250 pounds. Same. They are the biggest babies on earth, except for the people mad at Taylor Swift being on TV. <laughs> 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 also, also 200 yeah. pounds. Um, and I said, yeah, those guys are easily that. Koa was 150. I, I saw another one, and it was RG3, who is hit or miss, I feel, on a lot of his takes. I like RG3. He said, uh, good for you, Travis and Taylor. you got to be a real hater type of person to see two people like this happy and think, I don't like it. When you really break it down, it's a, it's a woman that's a good role model for your daughters, and she's supporting her dude who's a star athlete. She's on television for 20 seconds here or there. I'm fascinated how the level of hate. Now, trust me, I think the Chiefs losing will be fantastic in the Super Bowl because my Niners will win and it'll probably give her losing. Losing is better content for a song than winning. So if you want a good Taylor Swift song, uh, Swifties, root for the loss. There's a better song in the works about consoling your heartbroken boyfriend than celebrating his win. So I think Swifties should be rooting for that. But. Isn't there something to be said about it's odd that we're mad at love? Yeah, and I I understand how some people have fatigue over this. Some of it is that same crowd, though, that says, I never watched one episode of Game of Thrones. Some of that crowd. Man, it's the crowd that says, I never watched Friends. That's a really good observation. Wait a second. Yes. It is some of that crowd. But the little bit of pushback I have on this do better meme they're talking about your daughter watching the game with you and hearing those thoughts about Taylor Swift. Well, my wife and I, we have a 13-year-old daughter, Chloe, and she's never near the football games. And the reason why is because she has been force-fed all these stupid TikTok tutorials on makeup the past couple right? of years. Uh-huh. She is locked in the bathroom putting on this expensive Sephora makeup, so she's not there to watch the football game with us. So all you ladies doing the stupid TikTok makeup videos, do better. Uh, well, Danny, but, but based on the tailor and all that, I saw another meme that said, well, God forbid, dads, your daughter wants to hang with you and watch football for a few yeah. minutes and maybe get a glimpse of her it's, hero like I, I think it's that it's the idea of celebrity has always been kept separate from the idea of sports when if you really look at yourself as a sports fan you're just i, I you know uh, spot, idolizing I, these I, but gladiators on the field but it hasn't i did you're just as bad spot <laughs> colin cowherd made a point today and uh he took the words right out of my mouth because i feel like i said it first but colin made a point today to say stars stars attract stars no he made it a point to say quarterback in we've never had we've never had a problem with spike lee jack nicholson we never had a problem with drake hanging with the raptors we never like when it's a dude let's be honest and i you know i roll my eyes many a times when like some sexist card is pulled out but the truth is why are we mad at a young woman that's rooting on her guy but we're but like we're cool yo spike lee bring it more for god's sake we we draped eminem over every detroit game this post this postseason slightly uh, different element. Why? Because why? it's a player's significant other, and he flips everybody off. Yeah, but well, I mean, he's right. I mean, I thought it was really it's cool. Not a, it's I thought a it was fan- cool to. I thought it was cool to see Eminem. But you I, know what? I also don't mind. I don't mind seeing Taylor Swift cheering on Travis. But when I saw Eminem giving the Niners fans a finger, I was like, "That's awesome!" It How comes, do you not like that? It, it comes back to this because this is the other argument you always hear that this is a reified space for men to ignore the other things. By the way, my sister does 
makeup tutorials, and that's perfectly fine. You it's got YouTube to battle it out in there. You, YouTube, yeah. No, it's, no, it's, it's fine. It's, she's she's, she's learned a lot of, she's been able to teach a lot of cool things. There is this idea that somehow sports are a kind of reified space for when you focus on sports, that's the only thing you want, and you don't want things coming in from the outside to interrupt your. I don't want to call it even a male event, but like, I mean, 50% of the audience for the NFL is female at this point. But like, there's this idea that there's a magic circle. The only thing that comes into the magic circle is sports. Anything from the outside is evil and flawed, but that has never been the way it's been. It's never been the case. It is a selective hearing that we are doing. And only now are some people who will, because you will have people who are going to call in and say that I watch sports to get away from everything else. That's, okay, cool, like but why is thinking. this such a ruining thing? I don't think this is something that has broken the space. I just just disagree with a yeah. theory about it that this is something for 20 seconds that will eliminate everything else of your enjoyment of the game. It's a small little it's a small annoyance if it does annoy you, but it's very easy to tune what, out. But if it's, it's annoying you, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say if it annoys you, you you I'm being if if this if Taylor Swift annoys you, probably haven't got much ass in your life you're probably a guy that doesn't like women and you're probably a guy <laughs> you're you're, proje- you're you're probably uh, you, you hate love yeah you you're, pre- love. you're projecting your own unhappiness like, you, you on hate this situation love. no one picturing hating People, taylor swift some fu- Ooh, i didn't say it i almost said it some freaking guy i'm picturing some freaking guy sitting there with Buffalo dip in his belly button, Ooh, eating chips like, oh, man, Taylor Swift. Like, what? You, people that get aggravated by this are people that don't have love. The end. <laughs> I, I think people have hated on love though for a long time. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like, there's, you know, I know it's TV, but Ross and Rachel. You know, I, like, <laughs> like just hate like, on that, love. It was annoying to well, me. They were just annoying. Yeah, like, like that. You're like, I, I like them better apart. I think that you know. I, I've just said it, and I've said it all along. My wife has been interested in football. She tried organically when we were first together to catch on, but now this has brought her in, and so she is good interested about it. So that's been a positive. Love that's is uh, sorry. What I'll take from it. Love is emotional. It's scary, and I think kind of again going on this idea that you have this space in sports that's supposed to be like male, like. There's this idea that anything that isn't a toughness is somehow evil and infecting, and I'm sorry, it's not. How like, about this? I, love. How about this? Love is we, blind, so don't show her. We, Move on. Love Love is a many splendor <laughs> like thing. We, we, we champion this idea. It's like, oh, I'm tough. I'm not going to show emotions. I, I'm going to act like I'm too cool for school. Screw off with all of it. Like, it's so but awful. If Taylor Swift was not dating Travis Kelsey but was born in Kansas City and a Chiefs fan and a diehard Chiefs fan— huh. Would we have that same sort of thing? Because that's, that's interesting. You're right. I think that's what you're saying is maybe a little bit to the different than the Eminem thing. Yeah. Is yeah. 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 Like that's fandom. Yeah. This okay. is like that's another thing too. It's almost like she's now a bandwagon fan because her she's boyfriend's dating on the, team. the star. But she's still a bandwagon <laughs> fan. Sorry, she's not a true Chiefs fan. Eighty percent of Chiefs fans are bandwagon uh, fans at this point. The Chiefs were awful yeah. for so so like long. Like the fact that like, actual Chiefs fans have to be like, I like the Chiefs. Before Taylor Swift. She's a rookie sensation, man. She hasn't had to go through the dozens of years of, you know, hating your life because your team loses. Exactly. All right, Danny G, let's get into this. NFL trivia, what you got? Yeah, Super Bowl trivia time as we close in on Super Bowl 58. Going to test your big game knowledge here. Here are the contestants. Rich Davis. Yes, sir. Let's go. To my right, Dan Byer. All right, let's do it. Spotty boy. Oh, hey. 
and looking to win a CNR stainless steel swiggy on our studio lines, Matt in Miami. Yo, what's up, Matt? What's up, Matt? Let's go. Yeah. Let's go, Matt. Trying to win you one of these fancy water bottles. Sorry about your dog. Oh, yes. <laughs> nice. Matt, uh, what do you do for work there in Miami? I do payroll at the U. At the U, cool. Payroll. Right. That I was gonna say. He's, he's like Jeez. I booty. He, I booty watch. He's at, at the U. <laughs> well, NIL. You know, his job's yes. gotten a lot more difficult. Oh, yeah. that, is true. Uh, that is true. Yeah, couple uh, years. All good right. luck, Maddie. Let's go. Yeah, here are the rules for Super Bowl trivia. The first contestant with two correct answers is the champ. If there's a tie, we have a tiebreaker question. Your name is your buzzer, but you do have to wait until all three possible answers are read. If there's two wrong answers in a row, we move on to the next question. Are you ready? Born ready. Let's go. Sure. All right. Trivia question number one. In 1970, who became the first singer to ever perform at a Super Bowl halftime show? Oh. A, Chubby Checker, B, Doug Kershaw, or C, Carol Channing? Rich. Rich. Miami. No, well, oh, no. Rich got in first. You know what? I feel like we were doing the twist with Chubby Checker. You would be... Wrong. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, I mean. Well, Matt. Matt chimed in. Yeah, Matt. Yo, Matt, what do you got? Uh, Matt, for the, the steal. Answer is, the answer is B. You think Doug Kershaw? I know it was Kershaw. <laughs> I know it. Give him a bottle just for selling it. I, right? I was convinced. Uh, I love yeah, the, I like this guy. I believe that. Like love the confidence. It was Carol Channing, though. Super Bowl four in New Orleans. She sang when the Saints go marching in. Yeah, that seems like oh, that's like the worst halftime show. <laughs> I mean, the it, worst. It got better because prior to that, it had just been some marching bands. All right, here we go. Super Bowl trivia question number two: What team has the only shutout in Super Bowl history? A, the Cowboys in Super Bowl six. Mm-hmm. B, no team. There's never been a shutout. Oh. Or C, the Steelers in Super Bowl nine. Rich. Rich. Uh, B, no team. Correct. Yeah. Oh. Rich gets on the board. I feel like, could, could I guess that the lowest was the Rams with three? Remember the when the Patriots yeah, beat yeah, the Rams? A times. That Goff Rams team? Also, they put up a, a field goal, and that's it. Also, uh, Dallas beat Miami 24 to three. So, yeah, a couple of times uh, teams finished with just a field goal. No shutout ever, though. All right, we move on to trivia question number three. Rich is the only one on the board so far. Who was quoted as saying, every game I've ever played, regardless if it was preseason or Super Bowl, meant the same to me, and I laid it all on the line? A, Jerry – got to wait for the the multiple (laughs) choice here. A, Jerry Rice – B, Brett Favre, or C, Walter Payton? Matt. Matt. Let's go Favre. Brett Favre, yes! (laughs) Yes! Matt gets on the board. All right, Rich, Matt on the board as we go to number four. I'm excited. All Super Bowls considered, that's all Super Bowls, not just modern era. Oh. What is the average length? Heidi, the answer is, oh, no, okay, the Heidi. (laughs) What is the average length of the national anthem? A, 1 minute and 43 seconds, B, 1 minute and 50 seconds, or C, 1 minute and 59 seconds? Spot. Spot. 159. No. Oh! Damn. Buyer for the steal. I'll guess A. Yes! Wow! Ah! Buyer Buyer is on the board. 
Overall, it's an average of 143, but just since Whitney in Super Bowl 25, it's increased by 14 seconds. Yeah, wow. I, th- oh, I always man. thought it was a little bit longer. I, yeah. p- I picture Whitney. You know, as we all know, this year, Reba McIntyre with the anthem and Post Malone. I'm excited for him to do America the Beautiful. You guys in Post Malone. <laughs> I love Post Malone. <laughs> I love it, and I like uh, Reba, too. He does have the voice of an angel. <laughs> I mean, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of face tattoos, I guess. Man, we've got a good battle here. Rich, Matt, Byer, all on the board as we go to number five. What was the coldest field in Super Bowl history? Ooh. A, Super Bowl 48 at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Huh. B, Super Bowl 8 at Rice Stadium in Houston. Or C, Super Bowl 6 at Tulane Stadium in New Orleans. Matt. Matt for the win. Let's go, Rice. No. Damn. Fire for the steal and the win. Tulane. Yes! Oh, wow. There you go. DB. DB. Damn fire walks off with the W. And Danny, good Always. decoy. Good decoy with the MetLife. <laughs> yeah. that, that, yes. that game, in the, that, that seemed like the obvious answer, but I remember thinking, it wasn't that cold that day. It was like a mild day for that Super Bowl. Yeah, New Orleans, it was a windy 39 degrees. Balmy. And uh, both Tom Landry and Don Shula in that game wore suits. That's kind of crazy. Ooh. Well, thanks for playing, Matt. We appreciate you, buddy. Great right, job. God bless you guys. Yo, have a good one. Great job, Matt. That's the that's the standard for bringing it. Yeah, Not that others haven't, but I loved what Matt brought. We yeah. can, we I believe every be, answer he gave. We yes. can be honest. A guy when Matt, if every caller had that enthusiasm, <laughs> thank you, Matt. Oh, when he guessed Doug Kershaw, I had to double check my list. I thought I got it wrong. <laughs> Yo, DB, you and I uh, have had the honor of both. You know, we've worked for different networks, and you've been here. I was at SiriusXM for those years. We've been to a lot of Super Bowls. Does any stand out as, wow, that city was surprisingly awesome? Because I have an answer. I do, too. And I think we have the same answer. Yeah. Spot and I are in agreement that, uh, and no offense to the city, I not that I had a low expectation, but Indianapolis. Yeah. <laughs> Indianapolis. Yes. Really? Why, why was it so fun? I, they, they really figured it out. Number one, it was very nice weather that week. Mm-hmm. Kind of like New York for what you would expect. Plus, it's a great city for hosting things. It's why they host so many Final Fours. Everything is centralized. And there are ways where you don't have to go outside because everything's connected and everything is downtown. Yeah, I think Indy is the uh, In- the runaway. Indy's a great answer. Nice. And as far as like the weakest, I think we both would say New York. New York was so weak. <laughs> like, you know you what it is? Because you I didn't think feel anything. Spot, you pointed out cities that could exist without right. a big event. That's why I'm curious about Vegas, because Vegas did that F1 thing that sort of failed at first, and then they recovered. I'm very curious how Vegas will handle everything going on, and and don't judge me for this, because I was looking for things to do while we're there, because we're going to be there with, we're there for a week. Being in Vegas a week takes a lot out of you, I would imagine. I started looking up, like, shows, (laughs) and concert tickets are not expensive because i think they're competing with all the events and parties Oh, okay like i went to see how much kelly clarkson is 80 bucks see kelly clarkson how much is you two at the sphere i'm gonna look at that too yeah it's difficult like i felt that same the same way about when it was in new orleans because new orleans has its own vibe as well when a city's bringing a vibe sometimes the super bowl vibe can get lost in the mix true i'm a good runner up to indy atlanta was a really fun super bowl city you were just hanging it 
Magic City. Magic City. No. I didn't get <laughs> getting to those, go there, Getting dude. those. I went no, there. The, the, I left like, smelling like lemon pepper wings and <laughs> cocoa butter. Like Miami was fun, but Miami was fun not because it was the Super Bowl. Miami was just fun. Yeah, Miami's just like, yo, that's it right. This is a Super Bowl. Too. Yeah, it uh, really it, is. Well, the, the, um, really quick, the aquarium in Atlanta, that's where the NFL had their big party. Oh, sure. For the week. And this guy was standing in the middle, acoustic, singing a Tom Petty song. And this big whale was like floating over his head. And I'm like, where are we? right now that's awesome well it was cool listen just a reminder starting next week a lot of your shows here at fox sports radio we'll be bringing it live from vegas so we'll be having a lot of big nfl stars on retired hall of famers lots of good stories like you stalking uh brock purdy in the stairwell last season i already got this year i already got the agenda night one danny if you want to go grab some dinner and head over to the the media center I feel like we got to talk to some Niners. I at least do. You can talk to the Chiefs if you want. <laughs> I feel like you're going to be screaming at him. It's me. Brock. Remember <laughs> me? me. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. You know, as the host of the number one rated Polly and Tony Fusco show, we get tons and tons of fan mail every day. Piles of it. In fact, Tony, why don't you open up one of those letters right now and read what's inside? Yeah, listen to this. Dear Polly and Tony, your sports takes are the dumbest and most oh, terrible. Oh, wait, not that wait, one. Wait, uh, Open this other one. Dear Polly and Tony, you suck more than anyone. No, not that wait, one. Wait. Try this one. Dear Polly and Tony, you guys are the absolute best. There you go. At Coming up with the stupidest takes you know what, possible. Just you know what? Forget this. Just listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Cavino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you, graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay. You know we're fans. We were at the Nashville location, and it was sweet. Definitely recommend it. So listen, when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. And hey, if you're already looking ahead to college football season, you could book rooms at Graduate Hotel this fall as well. But we'll warn you, reservations for those big weekends fill up fast, so go there sooner than later. Head to graduatehotels.com. And again, up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed? Do you notice you're losing a little bit of hair? You're shedding a little bit? Well, if you're noticing a little less hair on your head and you're checking your hairline all the time, you got to check out Nutrafol. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted whole-body approach. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code CRSHOW. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelt N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code CRSHOW. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code CRSHOW.
It's Covino and Rich, and you've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Kavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio, as we start getting ready for the week leading up to Super Bowl. Spot, you start packing yet? I haven't even been shopping yet. Oh, no. I dropped a couple of things off of the dry cleaners here in Sherman Oaks yesterday. You got to do that. You got to make sure you're ready for a week, a week of parties and I, broadcasts. I, I got to know, fellas, do you actually pack a lot or do you just take a backpack, a couple oh, pairs of underwear? Are you kidding? For a week, I'm gonna I'm gonna have like a full suitcase. I don't believe any of you. No, I pack no. so I overpack. I pack you know like the, five outfits a day you just know what in the, case. You know what the problem is, <laughs> La Reina, and like thirty yeah. pairs of underwear in case I have an accident. Extra socks too. Yeah. The the thing that prevents the carry on, the the reason you have to get the the full bag for a week away from business. Sneakers, shoes, like oh, yeah, like if you're gonna wear like a couple accessories, if you're yeah. gonna wear a couple different pair of Jordans, or you bring in some sneakers or dress shoes or what, like that's that's what prevents yeah, the like, carry on. You're like ah, oh. like men wear like you either have like a dark pair of jeans and a light pair of jeans, like a blue jean and a, yeah. a blue yeah. jean and a black jean. That's what you'll wear all week. Sometimes you'll wear one pair of jeans the whole week and three shirts. You can interchange <laughs> and, and interchange. Yeah, but yeah. like it really is. No, like, Spotty's right. We get one free bag checked in. And that bag has all your clothes, your bathroom bag, and your shoes. You carry your your laptop and stuff like that in your backpack. Yeah, I have so much. I'm gonna have so much stuff for next week. What are you uh, gonna do? You have like one arm. People don't know. know. Spot had shoulder surgery. Oh, no. I'm not your concierge, bro. <laughs> I was thinking, like, how am I gonna lift my carry on with equipment up into the overhead? So, Rich, you're staying for the game. How long are you staying? Uh, I'm probably out either like, I think I'm out Sunday morning. Can I tell you enjoy that. the weekend festivities? Could I tell you what Spot said? And this is a story for another day because we got to get to midweek major. That's Spot? weak. Spot, that is, that's, <laughs> that's weak. Weak. Spot said, <laughs> because we lose our hotel on Friday. Oh, yeah. Spot goes, do you think because it's just such a party wild scene? And let's just say Spot's a wild guy. Spot's like, do you think? I could just find places to sleep for two nights. Well, it's you know what it is? I was thinking because it's Vegas. I was considering, like, like, we check out of the hotel. We go to do our show. Then after that, it's like I could, like, hang around, go have dinner, you know, check my bags at the concierge, go out, have a like, go to a party. Spot's hoping to stay up until four in the morning. Spot's hoping there's some random beds he could sleep in. And then hop a flight at, you know, six in the morning. He's like, I don't, do I don't I, need to sleep. He's like, do you think I need a room the last time there? I'm like, so oh, for 24 yeah. hours, you're just going to like, hey, it's Vegas. So, so check out at 12, <laughs> leave at 6 the next morning is yeah. what you're saying. And not yeah. have a place to like hang. I out. actually think you could do it. In yeah. Vegas, you can. Yeah. Dude, if you bring a blanket and you find a nice bench at like a diner, you could do it. Like, have you ever been to these casinos in Vegas? There's like nooks 
Like you could walk into like the meeting areas. There's always an area that no one is. Spots could be sleeping in a conference room at the wind. Honestly, I could be, and no one would know. No one would know the difference. Well, yeah, sit sit at a uh, sit at a machine for like hours and just take a nap. Yeah, just put like keep putting like pennies in a penny slot. Could uh, pay for my way the whole night. Yeah, hang out at Spearmint Rhino a couple hours or that. All right, uh, let's get into a midweek major. Cavino and Rich get you over the middle of the week with Midweek Major. Ooh, I love that. We throw sports and pop culture headlines and topics at the fellas, and it's like the kids say. That's so midweek. Definitely major. CNR scoring. Midweek Major. Seven seconds on that one. I like it. When you hear the horns hit, you know you have made it to the middle of the week. About to get you over the hump with Midweek Major. Before we hand things over to the number one and only host of the segment, we like to usually roll the big red love dice, but since Covino's out till tomorrow, we're going to flip Ben Maller's famous penny. Where does he keep that? Uh, (laughs) I don't know, but it's cold. Okay. I don't know if that's a good sign or not. (laughs) All right. uh, So you're the home team, Rich. I'll let you call. I'll defer. Oh, really? Oh. um, Kyle Shanahan never, never, uh, you know. All right. So get to it. Let's just get to it. Tails Tails. Let's go Tails. Tails. All right. Flipping it. And it's heads. Mm. DB, All you right. go first. That means Bayer gets to go first. Before we do midweek major, yeah. can I just say one thing? Just it's not for gonna, once, I'd like to have five minutes to do this it's, segment. It's not midweek or major. It's smart. Did you see both teams are staying like a half hour away from yes. the strip? Oh, yes. of course, yeah. That is just smart. That's not midweek or major. I just realized that if we want to go to any of their hotels, it's like a half hour drive to yeah. do like the press. So how smart. About, how about the Raiders are letting the Chiefs use their practice facility? I don't think you like that. No, don't mean, the Chiefs have part ownership of that? What? No, I'm just kidding. Ah, <laughs> own the own the Raiders. Yeah. Well, I thought uh, I thought they had to pay to practice there. All right, let's let's go to spot. All I'm right. sorry. Give him his introduction. And now, <laughs> ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the most famous person from Scotch Plains, New Jersey, except for Judy Bloom. Yeah. Spotty boy. Uh, you're going to love this week's midweek major. If I can get to anything, it's oh, going to be all got. Super Bowl Taylor Swift stuff. Yeah, four minutes. Um, so we're talking about, we talked about travel. I'll lead with this one. So with all the VIPs heading to Vegas next week, um, Las Vegas has already sold out of all their private jet slots at not only Harry Reid Airport, but the surrounding executive airstrips. So no, like anyone trying to go to Vegas for the for the game, they're being turned away. At One company said they t- turned away $500,000 in trip request just to get there that being said good news taylor swift will be able to make her private jet there the nfl always reserves a few slots for teams and head coaches so the uh she'll be able to make it on saturday night if she makes it so midweek or major that is absolutely major because nobody wants to be landing in saint george and having to drive two hours (laughs) right to go to a super bowl party it is it is a big deal and especially because isn't this what Vegas was supposed to be? Everybody wants to go to it, but you're not prepared enough to handle all of these private right. jets. Oh. You're being kicked out of your hotel, just like I am on Friday, because there are other more important people yeah, that are going to be taking those rooms. It's you true. you got to be prepared. That is a major deal. Dan, wow. may wow. No, whoa. I, whoa. I, I agree uh, with Dan By. I think it's yeah, major, major because they're accommodating Taylor Swift, which I get that she stimulated, what, $300 million yes. for the NFL. I get it. And uh, it's much like, remember when... Uh, 
when Ben Yama got Britney Spears' table at a restaurant and it was a big deal. Wasn't that the story last year? Yeah. You know, there's going to be celebrities that are told no and they're not used to hearing no. Like, my private jet. No, no, can't uh, do it. That's and, a- uh, You know what else is in town next week? The Live Tournament. Yes. The Live Golf Tournament is the first one in Vegas. Well, so a lot of people are going to be in for that as well. Um, all right. Travis Kelsey uh, <laughs> appeared on the uh, what I refer to as the tank top show. This morning, the Pac- McAfee show discussing yep. the Chiefs and their path to the Super Bowl. He also talked about Taylor, of course. She's coming out to see him for the Super Bowl. He was asked, is he going to see her at the Grammys this weekend to support his girlfriend as she's up for like a ton of awards, including Album of the Year, Best Song? Um, he will not be able to make it this weekend. He has to travel. It's a travel day for him. He has to head to Vegas to start prepping for the Super Bowl. So, yeah, midweek or major, he won't be there. Dan? I think that it is... Uh Mid, okay. I'm so I, mid. Yeah, I'll take. He it. missed the Golden Globes. He did, even, even in a game that he didn't play in against the Chargers. Uh-huh. He probably could have caught, you know, a quick, you know, ride over to the Beverly Hilton or whatever the case is. But understood, team is first, and yeah, in the biggest uh, game of the season, yeah, this has to come first. Yeah, agreed with that. It's mid, but so mid. I do understand that while it probably wouldn't be that crazy for him to try to make a little cameo and support her, the backlash he would get if the Chiefs didn't come prepared. It's almost like uh, it's like optics, right? Like I remember Yoannis uh, Cespedes on the Mets was on the DL with a bad hip, and then he was posting videos of himself golfing. Like you can't like you, you can't like Odell Beckham Jr. and the Giants receivers on a boat before a playoff yeah. game. You just have to do the right thing. And while he probably could go to the Grammys, just a bad idea. There was an NFL tight end that went to Argentina this past season. I heard yeah. about that. Yeah. How'd they do after that? Yeah. You didn't uh, get any flack for that. All right. Uh, if you want to feel a little bit better about your physique, a screenshot of a Super Bowl-bound QB, Patrick Mahomes, has gone viral. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, inside the NFL covered the locker room celebration from the win this weekend. And you, Mahomes was shown with his shirt off. And apparently he has, like, this dad bod. So they were, like, some tweets went viral where they were poking fun at his dad bod. Uh, one said, uh, you know, seeing this photo makes me, uh, you know, more more PO'd that nobody can tackle this man, saying that this is what peak physical uh, looks like. And if you, have you had the KC barbecue before? Surprised he's not even bigger. Uh, Mahomes responded actually saying, yo, why they have to do me like that? Hashtag dad bod season. So is this midweek or major? Uh, it is weak because he looks weak. Weak. Yes, he is absolutely weak. You'd actually be surprised on how many athletes aren't tip-top shape, especially in a baseball clubhouse. Uh, you know who but- I was surprised by, Dan Byer? Always not to interrupt. Uh, A-Rod, for as big as he was, A-Rod was always like, uh, I'm not saying he wasn't in great shape, but A-Rod, in, even in his prime of, you know, allegedly using stuff, he was still sort of like soft. Like yeah. like me with my shirt off. Honestly, when, when, when A-Rod looks like me with my shirt off, oh yeah, Mahomes with his shirt off looks like me. <laughs> Honestly, what, like it's like that, that is a dad bod. That's that physical condition right Mahomes, there. As I, when I say me, I'm meaning like when a guy looks like, oh, he used to work out, still does once in a while, but he's a dad. That that's dad bod right there. Yeah. Uh, go I like it. Yeah. It's, right. uh, it's pretty weak. Jason Kelsey like a dad bod? No, Jason Kelsey's a he's a big fella. Like I, I feel like I'd meet him at one of those fire pits where everyone's drinking a beer. Uh, oh, he's a good dude. The Jason yeah. Kelsey for president. He'd, he'd be the one wrestling the bear in the woods. <laughs> <He would. laughs> 
All right, let me squeeze in one more. Um, the Taylor, a positive side of the Taylor Swift effect. Um, Kristen Yuschek, Uzch- yeah. right? I said that right. Uh, wife of 49ers fullback Kyle Yuschek has struck an official licensing deal with the NFL to use uh, their logos on her designs. As you know, she's known for creating custom gear for like wives, celebrities, um, girlfriends, obviously Taylor Swift, which got her a lot of attention when she uh, did it for the January 13th game. So uh, no details on the financial terms of the deal, but sounds like she'll be uh, stepping up some business. So is this midweek or major? I think this is mid, and the reason being it's twofold. Like, it would be a major deal that an independent entrepreneur got an NFL license. But the reasons that it's weak is because she got it because she's making NFL stuff and her husband plays in the NFL. Like, I don't think you would do this for anyone else, but I'm glad that she gets an opportunity to do it But because it became so popular and her business is blowing up. So that's why I'm calling it mid, because I'm meeting it in the middle. I don't love it, but in a way, I do think it's uh, great. You know, Dan, I'm with you again. I think it's sort of mid, but I like Kristen Juszczyk. So I've been following her even before that, because she would always make cool stuff for the Niners' wives and players and stuff. And uh, you know what? It was cool to see how Kyle supported her, and it was a good message yeah. of like, yo, you're only as good, you're only as strong and as positive as your partner. Like, I would say, like, my wife I wouldn't be able to do all the stuff I do and have the you know fun that I have at work if my wife wasn't supportive. So a supportive wife or husband is all the difference. I think that's great. Do you think there's a photo op? Because remember, she blew up because of the Taylor Swift jacket. Do you think maybe. there's... Maybe. Did yeah. she make a jacket for the opponent in the Super Bowl, though? Ooh. That's tricky. Now, here's the thing. Did you see she almost... She almost jinxed the team. Her jacket last week, when you rolled up the sleeves for her 49ers coat, it said Super Bowl bound, and she finally mm. did it in the fourth quarter. Imagine... They lost. Oh, yeah. Awkward. I want to start the show today (laughs) talking about dad bods. Dad bods, bro. And when you say say dad bod, I'm so curious what pops in your head because I feel like the definition of dad bod varies on who you ask. You know, they always have that picture of Leo DiCaprio walking miserably at the beach with his belly hanging That's not a dad bod. I know, but that's always the image on social media. I, I think a dad bod is... A guy who clearly worked out most of his life, now has kids, jobs, responsibilities, and he's just a little softer. But you can see he's got arms and shoulders and pecs, and like he's not like some sloppy dude. I think a dad bod is he used to be pretty good in shape, and now he's like in shape. Let's get a let's get an official definition while we debate this. The dad bod, because your biggest competition, Rich. A guy you like, Patrick Mahomes, is in the news. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> With the dad bod. I mean, he's a dad. And he's a dad. That's rule number one. You can't have a dad bod or claim to have a dad bod and not be a dad. That right? That just means you're out of shape, right? Like, no. you need an excuse. So you have to have kids in order to have a dad bod. Let's hear it, Danny G. A male physique that is relatively slim but not lean or toned. So it's like the Grinch, kind of. No, see, well, I, don't think, I don't think. I mean, I think I am the perfect de- definition of dad bod, according to Wikipedia, which is the main source for everyone. Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It's someone the physique of a man who was once athletic but gained a noticeable amount of body fat around the waist no. as he aged, leading him to have a quote beer belly. However, it is uncommon. <laughs> To use the phrase to describe someone who is generally unfit as the arms, legs, and chest of someone with a, quote, dad bod are usually still in good shape. Like so, right now, right now, my shoulders, chest, at, like arms. No, I'm you're in, in shape. I'm in shape. 
I, maybe I don't have a dad bod after all. But you know what? Patrick Mahomes is in the news for having a dad bod. And it brought up an interesting conversation I heard on The Herd. You heard? Colin was talking about how Mahomes isn't chiseled. He was talking about how Josh Allen was on I the mean, beach recently. Neither was Tom Brady. No, that was a picture he brought right. up, too. Did you see this clip? He brought up Tom at the draft. Now, you know, Brady's chiseled now, but 20 years ago, 25 years ago, not so much. And he brought up Josh Allen, who's 6'5", 240 on the beach, and he was a little soft around the edges. But Colin made a great point about quarterbacks. Take a listen. Well, you see, Rich, stars attract stars. No. Oh, wait, that's <laughs> the wrong clip. Wrong Hold clip. on. Hold on. Here we go. I don't want my quarterback doing a lot of reps on the bench press. I want him doing reps in the film room. I don't want Will Levis's body. In fact, I had multiple general managers push back saying he's more infatuated with his gun show than film. I don't like ripped quarterbacks. I want fluidity, pliability. I want you to be smart, <laughs> coachable. Of the traits I'm looking for, abs is not in the top 20. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree with it's Colin. It's so funny, so do I. And, and the reality it's is, so funny the way he put it, it though. We you, could all be NFL QBs. Yeah. Well, look at it this way, Danny G. When you watch some of the series on Netflix, quarterback, Patrick Mahomes was doing all these twitch movements and pliability and bending and stretching. Same with the TB12 workout. I mean, Tom's more ripped now after he's played. You could say the same for starting pitchers in the MLB, right? You can't have a ripped. That's just not the makeup of that position in that type of play. And look what happens when you are ripped. The number one example that comes to mind is a guy that looked like a freaking Greek god. Noah Syndergaard, six foot six, ripped and chiseled. That guy had arm surgery like four times because it doesn't work with that position. Quarterbacks don't need abs. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> I don't. In fact, he said I don't like them. Yeah, I don't like them with the abs. You don't like them ripped. So and it does make sense. And what happened was, I mean, come on, you know, if you didn't see the viral clip, it's on TMZ. It's everywhere. Patrick Mahomes is in the locker room. You know, Andy Reid's doing a speech. Patrick Mahomes, great leader. He's doing a speech, and he's like. Hey, guys, great job. As I've been saying, uh, we ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. <laughs> and he's getting everybody all hyped, but he has no shirt on. And that goes viral. And people start isolating his his gut, which is a little soft. Not fat by any means, but not ripped by any means either. Oh, Just like a, It's not what you expect from an elite quarterback. Do you mean maybe the greatest of all time? Maybe the greatest <laughs> of mean, all time. But it does give you, um, I don't want to say hope, but it should put <laughs> a little more strut in your step because it has no... It has no bearing on on how great you could be at all. The only ripped NFL player. The only ripped. There's a few players that DK are. DK Metcalf. Like I was thinking DK Metcalf and Christian McCaffrey. Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. There's, there's guys. But those <laughs> positions. I, I think there's, these positions call for a different type of, of strength. It's like a, a lineman needs to be beef. How many linemen are just putting on that weight and putting on those calories just because the position requires it. And when beef. all said and done, you know, they, they sort of trim up because they don't need all that extra added weight that they needed oh. for that job. Like a guy like Trent pos- Williams. Each position needs a little something different. Trent Williams might be one of the most, quote, athletic guys in the NFL for being a big fella. Trent Williams just puts on that weight so he's even more of a force. Yes, of course. Yep. So the same applies with the quarterback, meaning they don't need all that extra muscle. They don't need to be ripped. And Patrick Mahomes said something like, yo, why are you guys doing me dirty like that? Why are you, why are you guys doing me dirty? And the internet has done him dirty because they've been showing his gut everywhere. I mean, look, we, we saw a shirtless Jason Kelsey 
couple weeks ago. It's and that cake. guy, you know, arguably He's a, a bear. Arguably a top three center of all time. His position calls for man strength and some beef. Yeah, I think he'll trim up uh, if he retires. Strength doesn't always equate to body fat. That's just body fat percentage. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the strength of your muscles. So if anything, true, Fox Sports Radio Nation, if you got a dad bod, do you th- do you think or consider Patrick Mahomes to have a dad bod based I, on the definition? Based, based on that photo, I said the spot yesterday, I said he doesn't look, it, it's an unflattering photo. But it doesn't look far off from a lot of us when we yeah, have our shirts it's, off. It's, right? it's I mean, inspiring. It's like, it goes to show you it, it has no nothing to do with your athletic ability whatsoever. Answer this he is question. The greatest, arguably the greatest quarterback, I, I can't say of all time because there's still a Tom Brady out there, but he's on pace, and he's the greatest right now. And he's no physical specimen whatsoever. Compared to anyone else in the NFL, that's he, for sure. He's an athletic specimen. He's an athletic now, specimen. Now, here's the question I wanted to throw it out there. You know, men historically have been unfairly tough on women and their bodies and their looks. And guys are sort of, you know, rough in that area. That guys are very judgy. It's called character. You got some fat guy. Men have on, character. You got some fat guy sitting on the couch uh, right. with bean dip in his belly button, may, uh, eating you know corn chips, and he's like. I don't think he's pretty enough. Guys are terrible. But is this the ultimate guy justification? When people are like, yeah, dad bod's all the rage. Women will say it, and I never know if they're telling the truth or not. Women are telling the truth because a guy who's too ripped, it indicates to them the same as Colin Cowherd was referencing before. Saying Will Levis is more concerned with his uh, bicep gun show. Right. (laughs) It says that they're way too self-consumed to ever fully be that into them like this guy is clearly too self-centered if he's that ripped you know the dedication you do know that it, it's a rhetorical question you know the dedication it takes to have abs like that I, in my 30s i had an, <laughs> I, I mean i'll go back to i had an ab bet with someone in my 30s so it says that yeah, like, I, I i had to do a cleanse and work and only eat grilled fish and and veggies for a month to like get it a semblance which, of abs it's which not easy could interfere with actually playing the game and training like, the way tra- like training the way you need to train and can we say this too again patrick mahomes let me quote what he said he says yo why they have to do me like that <laughs> I like i got that. kids so he has kids he uh, has a hashtag uh, hashtag dad bot season yeah dad bot season he has a two-year-old daughter sterling and a one-year-old son bronze so he's really in the mix. I'm sure he has some help, right? He's a busy dude. He's got money. But he's really in that dad zone. And we've been there. Danny G, you're living that right now. Dan Byer, you're living that right now, your little two-year-old nose picker. When you got kids like that, you don't have time for gym. You don't have time to eat healthy. You're eating at terrible times. You're eating all their leftover snacks. Yeah. You're stressed out. You know, when I look back at when I was when I was in your position – Dude, that's the most out of shape I've ever been because I didn't have that time to myself. Dude, if we didn't have a gym across the street from yeah. here that I go to three to four days a week just to maintain, if I did, if, if we didn't have a gym literally across the street, he doesn't break a sweat. <laughs> I, I I'd probably you know no, but you, be in so a different I'm scenario. not making exceptions, but you could totally see how Patrick Mahomes is is well, even just a little soft. He's got two little rugrats at home. You know what I say too, and I'll hand you two dollars, Danny G. Look at. Travis Kelsey, right? He's an in-shape guy, but he's not known for having rock-hard abs and a chiseled chest. He's an in-shape guy. Have you ever seen him shirtless? 
since he uh, uh, before. I don't know, let me see like, your let me see your screen set. Oh, let me see your <laughs> like, I, I could honestly like I, you know I've seen like Nick Bosa did those uh, underwear ads. I've seen him shirtless. Yeah. But Travis Kelsey isn't walking around flaunting his abs. He's with Taylor Swift. It's easy so for it's skinny like, you know, ki- skinny guys with no kids to have abs. Right? I made a decision at the grocery store last night <laughs> on which dino nuggets I liked better because I knew I'd end up eating whichever ones were left over. <laughs> which ones do Dude, I like? Yes. <laughs> it's so true because you're 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 a little nose picker, and I say that not not you not is Brody Braden Brody it's not Bra- Brody. I knew that. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, <laughs> Mexico rich has guy. me Another for rich. <laughs> <laughs> Mexico has me in a fog, you know, Dan. You know, little, little Brody who took home dinosaur toys yeah. from my house because I'm like, I love Dan's kid. No, Dan no, 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 took home dino nuggets. You know that little Brody's not going to eat his food. He's finicky. He's going to leave a whole tray of vegetables, dino nuggets, and goldfish everywhere. And you, as a responsible parent, you're like, I can't just throw this away. That's wasteful. So you end up eating all of that at the worst times, and that's why you end up with the dad bod. We know from experience. So it gives you hope that Patrick Mahomes, the best player in the NFL, arguably, is not any physical specimen whatsoever. Yeah, it's a, and I agree with Colin Cowherd. I, I said to you, I was saying the other day, to, I don't think it was you. I think you were away. I was saying the A-Rod, the A-Rod cover on Sports Illustrated. Maybe you were here because we were talking about the Sports Illustrated going away. I always was fascinated how he was the best in his prime. And but he was A-Rod, sort of was soft. Al- A-Rod was always sort of... Uh, He's actually, it's funny you bring him up. He's dating after the whole J-Lo thing, right? He's now dating a, a physical trainer, a professional fitness, uh, fitness instructor or whatever. And now he's more in shape than he's ever been. So, again, dad bods, are they where it's at? Are you yeah. proud of what Mahomes is doing as the new spokesman yeah. and leader of the dad bod? You are know, we doing him dirty? Do you feel great about it? Or do you agree with Colin Cowherd? Like, hey, you want your quarterbacks to to look like that because it shows that their priorities are elsewhere. They're flexible, the pliable, they're flexible, they're, pliable. They're, you know, fast. Like, 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 again, I agree. I've heard not just Colin say it, but GMs were put off by Will Levis showing up at workouts before the draft wearing shirt, uh, sleeveless shirts. And people are like, this guy's like worried about showing off his biceps. Some people are like, yeah, that's not what I'm looking for. Giving away more swiggies tomorrow, and you can qualify if you leave a review. Follow our podcast at Covino and Rich. And while you're at Covino and Rich, we posted a clip from yesterday's show where I talked about how every team needs a George Kittle. What do you mean by that? The vibe, the energy, the positive, like, <laughs> Almost like frat boy antics of of just his. I know. love the open mic. He's like, you know, I, I, at the end of the game, I'm going to tell everybody they had us in the first half. Yeah, they had us in the first half. Oh, you know, we. I was unaware. Dan Byer was the one that told me he was quoting yeah. a high school kid. From, it went over everybody's head. Yeah. So he had this like premeditated joke that he thought was going to slay. <laughs> and you know what? It did. When you think about how he went no, to. No, because nobody reacted to The joke to it. had to be explained. On right. Yeah, the first half, to, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. We had him in the first half, not going to lie. That was a, that was a punchline, and even when he's telling Brock Purdy on the sideline, Purdy's like, "Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about, dude." Well, I mean, with all due respect, at that moment, Brock Purdy was down almost twenty. I know, and he's like, "Yo, why are you telling me jokes, George Kittle?" But you know what? <laughs> but what did Kittle say to Purdy? He said, "He said, you're yo, keep slinging. You're the man." Yeah, you're the, I liked and, it. I mean, I think every team needs a Purdy. We go in more depth again at no, Covino every Rich. man, every team needs a, a Kittle. I'm sorry. And a Purdy. I like him, too. All right. No, I actually I I'm agree sorry. Or is he the 10th best player on the team? That's <laughs> Cam Newton. You sound like a Niner fan. It's Cam, it's Cam Newton now. Like, you know when someone... Oh, dude, you know we shouldn't someone, even you know, bring his name no, up No, you're right. But show. you know when someone's such a dope, they have to double down? 
Maybe it's not him. Maybe there's something under that hat he's wearing that's controlling the things oh, he Oh, is says. he the first Neuralink uh, <laughs> recipient? <laughs> that ridiculous hat. Anyway, again, we're live from the TireRack.com studios, Cavino and Rich. And later on in the show, what does the NFL want to happen so bad during the Super Bowl? We'll let you know. Oh, Plus, regrets in sports, Pete Carroll, Odell Beckham Jr., lots of stories to get to. But look at the time. Let's go it. Let's throw it back. Let's do it. There's a certain. Yeah! What we gonna do right here is go back. Back into time. Throwing it back for a Thursday. Old school when 50 hits. At 50 after, CNR give you the time capsule topic and we reminisce together. Yeah! Ooh, the time capsule topic. What's funny is that Danny G sent me a, a screenshot. And my first response was, dude, she's hot. And he's like, dude, look at the story, not the girl. Her name is Tina Trahan. Trahan? Well, Trahan. Trahan. Whoever Tra- she is. Yeah, Trahan. Whoever she is, she's smoking hot. But she is the- I'll tell you who she is. She's an art collector and property owner. Well, she is the realtor that purchased the Brady Bunch house out here in Los Angeles. And Spot also said that he goes, dude, she's a looker. Yeah. Can I can I make the story clear, though? Yeah. I watched a whole series. The Brady Bunch house is like a town away from where we broadcast in Studio City yeah, somewhere. Yeah. And we've been here for years, and I've never gone to see it in such an iconic sort of house, right? Now we have a reason to go. Well, HGTV a few years ago That's bought good. the house back, and they did this whole special, and the whole cast of the Brady Bunch was involved in it, and they redid the whole thing to look like the original house. Am I wrong in saying at one point Lance Bass really wanted to buy it? Yes. And they and they swooped out from under him? So yeah. HGTV ran with this whole thing where they redid it to make it look yeah. exactly the way we saw it on television. And since then, I think people have been going there, taking pictures, like sort I mean, of a museum-like uh, thing. I think Dan Byer went trick-or-treating there, right? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't go inside. Like, there was, they weren't tours given. Right. They, that's what, what stunk about it. I like, think there, there were ways, because I had friends go there somehow. Maybe had to know somebody. Is it just, know. Is it just a, a nice ranch house in Studio City on an off yeah. street or like a side? Yeah, yeah it's, it's right off of uh, Tahunga, actually. So it's not far. Everybody knows it. And apparently this this looker, Tina Trahan, yeah. bought it for $3.2 million after the renovation. Now there's pros and cons to this too because she's saying this might be a, a bad investment because that demographic's getting older. So a lot of people won't even care about that. Yeah. So we don't know. But it got us thinking. It's like when you see on Sirius XM, they've moved the 50s and 60s channels like off the main air. They're like, they're like on channel 70 something now. It actually, it sold for like $2.5 million under what it was listed for, actually, under the value. So it didn't even. Yeah. So that, yeah. It had the, been sitting on the market for yeah. a little while. Yeah. Wow. Apparently, she bought it like as an art piece of sorts. Yeah. Like she, she said she's a super fan. She's a super fan. It's like a work of art to her. Might be a bad investment because who's going to want that? But it got us thinking. When you think of the Brady Bunch house, I think we all wanted to pose on those steps, right? With that little disco backdrop. We all thought that Michael Brady was the best architect known to man. I remember thinking, like, that seems like a cool job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you think the best sitcom house was? Like where the one you that you would want to live in? Yeah. yeah. When you think back to all your favorite shows growing up. Yeah, we were in San Francisco to check out a Niners game a year ago. We went to the Full House house. 
And Kavino, it was an overcast, muddy day. Kavino stepped in a mud puddle with a new pair of Jordans I on. did. Yeah, ruined. <laughs> oh, yeah. My whole foot sank in. Oh, but yeah, so the, the full house house is famous. Very famous. Uncle Jesse had to console you. So your thoughts at 877-99 on Fox. What house would you want to live in? Of all the sitcoms that you watched growing up, we'll take your feedback next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Cavino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you, graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay. You know we're fans. We were at the Nashville location, and it was sweet. Definitely recommend it. So listen, when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. And hey, if you're already looking ahead to college football season, you could book rooms at Graduate Hotel this fall as well. But we'll warn you, reservations for those big weekends fill up fast, so go there sooner than later. Head to graduatehotels.com. And again, up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. It's Cavino and Rich, and you've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Call Weathers news, I think definitely hits our generation pretty hard. Yeah. Man, we all grew up with this, especially if you're in the... 40 to I'll say 70 range because he transcended generations. I mean, that is true, right? Think about it. Like Rocky came out in 76 when our parents, when our parents were in their prime, probably, you know, loving that movie, the underdog story. He portrayed a character based on Muhammad Ali, Apollo Creed, Carl Weathers. So he's a legend. We've interviewed him. We may reminisce, look back a little bit, but I want to first pose a question and then just give you something to think about. And the question is, how much did he mean to our generation when you think about how he crossed over from action star to sports 
He's a, a raider. He was a linebacker. He played a boxer, but he also played Chubbs Peterson in some of our favorite comedies. Yeah. Happy Gilmore. He, he meant a lot to me, a lot to you, a lot to our generation. In fact, you know, not that uh, it makes not that it makes sense to you know compare sad deaths, but when it comes to celebrities that have moved on, I'll be honest. This is a top five as far as like, oh man, it like hurt me to hear. Like, I saw my buddy text me an hour ago, and he's like, "Did you hear about Apollo? Yeah, Carl Weathers. I'm like seventy six. I feel like." We were just watching him in Mandalorian. He was, you know, I mean, still doing stuff. Exactly, yeah. A bit of a comeback for him with the Mandalorian stuff. Not that he ever went away because he was such an iconic guy and played such an iconic character. First and first mostly, I want to say, rest in peace. He died in his sleep. That's the story we got right now at 76. But I would say part of the biggest sports movie franchise of all time, from Creed, from Rocky to Creed, right? Yep. So. Props right there, but how much did he mean to you? I want you to really think about it. You're not giving, much credit, uh, not giving much credit to Major League Back to the Minors? No. As no. far as the best sports franchise? No, not so much. I would say Rockies. Rocky and Creed, definitely number one. But I also want to say that even after meeting him and, and interviewing him and the way he held himself just came across as such a classy dude. You know how some guys just come off with that class about them, like Dave Winfield, right? That, and I only bring him up because we brought him up in the interview. I remember I mean, talking I mean, to him classy, about him. Classy dude. That was not my thought. My how about thought, Freddie Blassie? I thought you were going to say, I mean, definitely a classy guy, but when you were saying- How about uh, the, the classy James Lennon Jr.? How he came across. I wouldn't say classy is the word that came to mind. I would say like larger than life. Like you meet, you meet Carl Weathers, and I remember thinking like, yeah, it's like you're meeting an action hero. An action like hero, that's, like a that's, consummate you know, professional. Again, a guy that had that dedication to not only make it in sports professionally, but he was a student of the arts. He was not just, and again, we talked to him about this. He was not just an athlete. He's a guy that studied Shakespeare and wanted to act. So in a sense, he was like the Bo Jackson of of acting and actually, sports. He did both. He did, but one of the only guys that did it really to that level. He was the original guy running from the stage to the field. Right, right, right. It, it's him. And then there's a part of me that feels and has always felt that even though Carl Weathers is iconic, in my this is just my opinion, I still don't think he ever got the credit he truly deserved. Being opposite of Sylvester Stallone, one of the greatest action stars of all time. You could argue that while Rocky, Rocky 2, 3 when he fought Clubber Lang and was trained by Apollo and then we lost Apollo in Rocky 4 to Drago, I think that Rocky series and that franchise is not even close to the success if Carl Weathers isn't part of that. I agree, man. Nailed the part. I mean, everyone, you know, it's Stallone, Rocky, Handsome, but shredded, can act his ass off. And I got, a, I got a question for you, Rich. I'm going to yeah. put you on the spot because you are a Rocky savant. You're a student of the Rocky films, like we all are. I mean, who, how many I mean, nicknames can you can you come up with that the King oh, of Sting, oh, okay. the Sultan of SWAT, the no. Now I think you're throwing Babe Ruth in there. <laughs> no, 
on. No, wait, hold on. The, uh, the Count of Monte Fisto. There you go. You're That's forgetting a... the main one, though. Oh, the net Master of Disaster. There it no, is. but I was saving that one. But yeah, I remember the Count of. Uh, there's one. I think there's one more because because uh, Sylvester Sloan goes. Yeah, how many nicknames he got? Absolutely. There's the Dancing Destroyer, the King of Sling, the Count of Monte Fisto, the Thane of Pain, <laughs> Thane of the Pain. Prince of Punch, Master of Disaster, the one and only. The one and only. You're like Apollo. How many? For a second, I was impressed because I thought you actually knew those. I mean, that's I mean, that's a tough. That's a trivia question. That's like advanced level. But hey, you know what? As Rocky said in the movie. How many nicknames has got got? Rich was about to drop the Great Bambino. I was mixing, I was mixing them up. Yeah, <laughs> the but, Wild Thing. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's Rick Vaughn. No, but my point is, you know, when you think about all the characters he played, they had huge impact on us, especially. And I really don't think, even though he got all the credit in the world, I don't think he got enough. I feel like Carl Weathers was just an underrated guy actor. Of our lifetime, and I put him right up there with the best. So a sad story well, coming of age when we start seeing our heroes pass away like that. Do you know anyone else that covered the bases, like you said? Meaning, probably, I know I speak on maybe you as well. My favorite movie franchise of all time, the Rocky Creed movies, covers Damn. that. Yeah, he was in a Sandler movie. Showing his comedic chops as Chubbs Peterson. <laughs> and a it, damn alligator bit my hand off. And it was hilarious, though. I, 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 w- I would argue the best Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. You know, Happy Gilmore, you could argue, is the best one. And you know what? Besides, you could say that he, had, he was part of two iconic sports movies. So besides the Rocky franchise, besides showing his comedic chops in a Sandler movie that we all loved, he also had his finger in that... Star Wars universe with Mandalorian, and you, you got to think that Carl Weathers. I, I agree with you, Kavino. How do you have a finger in the Star Wars universe when an alligator <laughs> bit his damn hand off? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, who, who okay. do we got online too, Danny? Uh, Dave in Lancaster, California, has a Carl Weathers movie he'd like to add. Yo, what up, Dave? Dave, rest in peace, Carl Weathers, uh, the real legend, man. What's up? Hey, thanks for taking my call, and thanks for letting me know about Carl Weathers. I'm blown away like you guys but the one movie uh that sticks up for me is predator remember him and arnold Dude, predator yeah. action yeah, jackson CIA. like i mean again yeah, just yeah, another realm of awesome boxes. yeah he was a badass in that movie you know and credit to again this is about this is about carl weathers but credit to sylvester stallone because based on him choosing carl weathers for this role it became a pattern for stallone to pick genuine athletes and give them their opportunity to be on film. If you look at the history of even the Expendables, he always picks a former athlete or a former athlete as an opponent and gives them that opportunity because Carl Weathers made it look good. You know, He made our, it believable. One of our listeners, Mike in Cincinnati, just hit us up. At Covino and Rich, if you want to chime in, said Apollo Creed might have been the first character in our lifetime, maybe ever, in cinema, Movies, TV, anything where you went from loving a character to hating them to loving them. Like Apollo was this larger than life guy, but then he became the villain when you're rooting for Rocky. He's he's the he's the villain in the first two Rocky movies. I use villain lightly, but then in Rocky three, the fact that he trains Rocky to beat Clubber Lang, Mister T, mm-hmm. it's like oh now we love Apollo. It's the and then, evolution of the character. I mean, as far as you movie, know, Irish, you know why. Because some people need to learn the hard way. Now, Rocky Four, As a kid, when Apollo dies in the ring at the hands of 
I must break you. If he dies, he dies. Apollo Creed dies at the hands of Drago. That was a sad moment That's for a little. That's what makes this honestly a little surreal and sad because you could picture. Think of you. You could picture the funeral. You could picture Stallone all sad with mid, his sunglasses on. Mid eighties. Little Cavino, little Rich, little Dan Byer, little Spotty, little Danny G. You weren't sad when Apollo died? You were like, oh, Apollo. Everybody could picture Rocky with that Hugo Boss sweatshirt on, holding the towel, the Duke screaming, throw in the towel. Did you have the? Uh, did you have that? Not a punching bag. What would you call that thing that you punch and it came back up at you? Oh, I had it. Yeah, it was Balboa on one side and, and Creed on the other. Yeah, there was a Mr. T one as well. Yeah. yeah the I had that. Dan Byer, were you a big Rocky fan uh, as we were? No, and, and unfor- that's why I'm probably pretty silent in this. Was not, not, did not grow up with it, except to say, the first ever movie I saw on a on a VCR was Rocky Three. Oh wow! The first one ever. Wow. We, our, the video store opened in town was Rocky Three, but I can't say that I was into Rocky. At well, all. I'll tell wow. you what, Dan Byer. We got some fun in store for you, man. A night of hibachi. <laughs> he's never had hibachi. Yeah. Hibachi and then Rocky, man. Yo, we're going to change your life. Yeah, Byron, I feel like, uh, I feel like we're like the girlfriend that's going to change your life. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like uh, you know, the girlfriend that introduced you to sushi or something that right, you now right, love. Like, right. The uh, stuff I have seen, you guys wouldn't believe, though. I mean, geez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. DB. Now, Lorena, we pulled some clips from an old interview we did with... Apollo Creed himself, Carl Weathers, during our Sirius XM days. So courtesy of our days at SXM, we talked to Carl Weathers about one of our favorite Rocky quotes ever. Take a listen. Why did that stick out? I think it stuck out because it's true. I think there's a chord, man. You know that, you know, so many of us have have lived our lives saying, okay, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Right. I'm going to do it tomorrow. You know, and there's there's that great line in Shakespeare, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. I mean, people, how many people live talking about tomorrow? Well, guess what? The moment is now. Today's the day. There is no tomorrow. I think your Apollo Creed character uh, trumped Shakespeare, in fact. Mm. More popular quote. More popular. Well, (laughs) about tomorrow. Everybody's lifted from Shakespeare, so, uh, you know, I, I don't know if he trumped them. It's like borrowing. We're all standing on the shoulders of all those giants. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. And, you know, everything about that character was fantastic and a good dude, Carl Weathers. So throughout the show today, we'll pay tribute some random clips from the past with Apollo. Can I just say how wise he sounded in that clip, too? Dude, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I feel inspired from that 36 seconds. I couldn't even imagine sitting in the room with him. The whole interview, La Reina, we've interviewed everyone under the moon, right? Stop bragging. No, it's not bragging. Uh, And I'm I'm telling you the story. Even Vanilla Ice. Yeah, it's true. I was like, yo, VIP, let's kick it. (laughs) I talked to Vanilla Ice. I've talked to everybody, right? I've been very fortunate in this fun career of ours. But talking to Carl Weathers was like talking to a childhood hero for real. You know, because he did it, again, professionally as as a Raider. Danny G, he's a Raider. He has, you should get that Raider card. Oh, oh. I'm going to buy it for you. Do you know my uncle had one of his cards, and we were so jealous. We're like, man, he's got Apollo Creed's football card. Uh, He played in the early 70s for the Raiders, and then after that he played in the CFL. Yeah. Uh, You know what? That's your Christmas bonus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm buying you the card. Yeah. Um, But my point was, when we're talking to this guy, sometimes when you meet guys of that stature and of that level, they don't want to talk about, they're past so much. They don't have fun with it. They feel a little too big for it, right? 
there was something so cool about talking to him. He was so willing to go there and relive those moments and, and in such a humble and, like I said, distinguished way. He was There was something so cool about him where I just feel he never and got the credit he deserves, I, I so hopefully the, he does today. And I remember, I mean, it, it was a while ago now, but I remember when we did sit down with him, getting the sense that he also enjoyed how much we loved the stuff he had done. Hell yeah. Where, like, he wasn't like, oh, this stupid interview. I feel like he got the vibe of, like, you know, these guys are, you know, at the time when we interviewed him, like, guys in our 30s or so that really grew up with the Rocky movies and all my stuff, and he leaned into it. And we had a lot of fun with the late, great Carl Weathers. Got more feedback coming in saying, guys, what was cool about Carl, not only – can you name another guy? Here's the question. Can you name someone else that in the primo 80 years starred beside Stallone? Absolutely. And Arnold. Oh, wow. In Predator. Yeah, like, that's right. I can't think of someone else that was in a huge Stallone movie as his other dude. And then – Arnold in Predator. I mean, the dude the dude looked like an action star. He was ripped. Dude was shredded. In fact, when we met him, he was an older guy. He's still already, you know, an older guy when we met him. And I remember shaking his hand, and I remember he said, hey, come here. And he, and he grabbed my hand, and then he felt my, my tricep. tricep. And he told me that that's how he and Dolph and Stallone and Schwarzenegger True greet story. each other. Because they, they want to see if they still they, have it. They like, grab each other's arm. They, they would grab each other's arm to so, be like, yo, you still got so it. So visualize this. La Reina. Danny G. Dan Byer. Please tell me Let's say you haven't seen a buddy in a long time. And we're talking some of the biggest action stars of our lifetime. Yeah. They would shake hands like this, but grab the tricep just to see. Just to see. Oh, you still, you still got keeping it? up? You still, you still strong? Uh, and that's how yeah. they would greet each other. I'll never forget that. He was a great dude. And uh, rest in peace, Carl Weathers. Yeah. Now, again, throughout the show, we listened on the way here. Spot, by the way, Spot, congrats to you for being the archive guy where Spot's like, got it. I'm like, you found it within like five minutes. So Keep on, extensive archives. On, on the, the ride o- on the ride over here, I got that. We, we had like a 40-minute sit down with him, like I would say like five, six years ago maybe. And, and I remember thinking, there's no way Spot will find this. We listened to about 25 minutes of it on the way in. And the guy had stories, and he's a gentleman. And Lorena, he does sound so wise, right? He has like a Neil deGrasse Tyson like <laughs> yes. wisdom. Like everything he says sounds like uh, way more thought out than anything he I say. He does <laughs> sound like Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like he's going to talk about Mars next. But next hour, you'll hear him talking about his inspiration Muhammad Ali and an encounter he had with Muhammad Ali. Yeah. He told the story. And on a side note, I do remember him as a former Raider talking about how unbelievable he thought Bo Jackson was, how incredible he thought Bo Jackson was. So he was a guy very connected to sports, a guy that still followed sports, and a guy, again, who was part of the greatest sports franchise in our lifetime. Our boy Joel hit us up. Joel Botts, he said, Cavino, Rich, check out this shirt I bought. And he sent us a picture. It's a, a cartoon of Apollo. And it says, Master of Disaster, King of Sting, the Dancing Destroyer, the Prince of Punch, the Count of Monte Fisto. All the nicknames right there. Apollo Creed. All right. Danny, I want you. Danny G, Southern California. Who do we got? We got Matt in SoCal. Yo, what's up, Matty Yo, Matt? Yo, Matt, I want you. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Yo, 
I, uh, first of all, as always, uh, natural content backed by sincere BS. It's just great. I mean, you guys are you guys are awesome as always. Can we Thank add you. that to our production, please? Natural content. <laughs> what was it again? By real BS yep. or something like that. Backed up. Ba- backed by sincere BS. Sincere BS. Yes, yeah, about right. Sincere BS. Yeah. Uh, of course. I mean, shout out to, to Carl Weathers. I mean, a lot of people might not know. Um, SoCal guy, Long Beach Poly, Long Beach City College, uh, before he went on to play uh, football at San Diego State. Um, but it's funny, like, when you watch a guy like this, like, as a kid, you're just watching it at boxing. But, like, as you get older, you notice the natural athleticism that you had. And you add that to where, like, his – his acting chops just nailed every boxer you can think of that had an ego that was a pretty boy that was thought so highly of himself. But just his principle of movement, his footwork, I mean, it was just awesome. And just, like, it's funny, like, he's got one of the saddest endings in, you know, our childhood and, of course, one of the greatest team-ups of childhood. This is like, you know, Macho Man teaming up with Hulk Hogan and the Mega Power Handshake. I mean, yeah. watching that come together. Do you remember the scene in Rocky Three when Rocky goes to the gym? When Mickey dies and Rocky goes to the gym and he's all alone and he's looking all sad and downtrodden. Yeah, like I'm kind of sad. He punches the punching bag. Yeah. And I believe Apollo says something like, you hit it wrong or something. And Rocky goes into the light and goes, Apollo? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And then from that moment on, when Apollo decided he was going to train Rocky, man... That hit all of us as a kid. And you know what? I I really will stand by, not just because we lost him today, but... Without Carl Weathers playing Apollo Creed, I don't think it would have been the same because they had tested. You nailed it earlier. We they, we had we despised him. We, Come on, chump! And he's when he's beating Rocky, we don't like him. But then we learn to love him later on. Hey, his character is complex. Maybe one of the first antiheroes in shows. We always yeah. talk about Walter White and Tony Soprano. I mean, Apollo Creed was one of the first guys we hated, then loved, and you're like, do I like him? They screen tested. Like they do for a lot of these fight movies, real boxers to see, well, do they have a couple acting chops just to play it? And I'm pretty sure, I don't know who it was, but they had screen tested maybe like Larry Holmes or something. Like there were guys that were up for the role. It was uh, Ken Norton. Ken Norton. They wanted Ken Norton. Now, no offense to the great Ken Norton. We know his son played in the NFL. I don't think Ken Norton could have pulled off Apollo Creed the way Carl Weathers did. Or was it George Foreman? No, it was Ken Norton. It was Ken. Well, you yeah, right. It was, it was Ken, Ken Norton. Norton. Yeah. But Apollo George Creed Foreman was so grill? convincing. George Foreman with the grill. Was it, he used to be a boxer. I don't know if you know that. No, <laughs> he only made a grill. What do you mean? Oh, please stop that. <laughs> please. But um, you know what you also made me think of, and our last phone call made me think of, when he's just given Rocky a beat down, right? And Rocky gets up again. And That's then, the shrug. And then Carl Weathers just looks at him like, man. Are you like you the shrug? The shrug that Carl Weathers gives like the the shoulder shrug, like this guy won't stop. Yeah, like this guy won't stop. And to tie it back to Fox Sports, again, iconic character, iconic role. The whole story, as you probably know, based on a true story of the Bayonne bleeder Chuck Wepner getting in the ring and going the distance with the great Muhammad Ali. And we're gonna hear his encounter with Ali next hour from our interview. What was that in like twenty end of the twenty teens? Yeah, end of the end of the end of the twenty teens. So uh, stand by for that. We'll dig into the Kavino and Rich old school archives. But again, what did he mean to you and our generation? And do you think he didn't get enough credit? Hit us up at Covino and Rich. I don't care about 
what anyone says on BetMGM, DraftKings, any of the other sites, I'll tell you why. Because they did the Madden simulation. I saw that. And the 49ers won. So I'm going to roll with that. Danny G, hit, been, me Danny G way, hit me up with that. Side note, they've been right three years in a row Ooh, or something like that. Okay, so, yeah. all right. That, but they had a they had sort of a game that, I don't, Dan, I don't think we'd want to watch. It was 10-6 49ers in the simulation. It was a it was a defensive battle that the Niners just sort of came out on top. Dan Byer. Dan Byer. <laughs> Dan Byer. Sorry. Cavino said uh, the last three. Well, that would have been the last time it didn't work out was Super Bowl 54. Son of a gun. Yeah, I know. I don't want to jinx oh, anything, no. but I'm just, I just want to put out the stats <laughs> out there. Right. The last time it didn't work. By the way, that game is being well, replayed. Well, forget that, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what screens you have out in your studio, but mine on this side of the oh. glass have the NFL Network playing Super Bowl 54. So you knew mm. you were going to get the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game replays this week, but now they're doing uh, Super Bowl 54. Yo, Dan, as we take a timeout from our Carl Weathers tribute, yeah, I guess we got to talk some NFL. And, you know, Carl was an NFL player back in the day. I was at that Super Bowl, and in the fourth quarter when the Niners were winning 20-10. to 10, Is that when one- you tripped over the court? No, that was the Super Bowl in 2013. Oh, yeah, that's when the and power the, light, went and the lights went out. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't know. Rich tripped over Whoa! a power line. Yeah, that was against the Ravens. This was in Miami right before COVID. I go to the bathroom during one of those long TV timeouts in the fourth quarter. Niners are up 20 to 10. And I'm trying to like contain my, like, oh, my God, a team of mine might actually win. Some dude in the bathroom's like, Niners champions, we got this. And I was like, oh, why did you say that? And I looked at him. I took a picture with the guy. I have it on my phone to this day because I'm like, if we lose, I want to be able to know that you're the guy that jinxed it. You know, everybody and has a story like that. I got a story like that, too. Really? There's the jinx. Yeah, the mush. I remember his story. Go ahead, tell him. It was 2001, and the Yankees were about to win. Right, Gonzo. You know the story. Gonzo gets the hit. Little bloop off Mo Rivera. Game but seven. the Yankees had that game. They had that game. Right. Everybody knew that I was the biggest Yankees fan. Still am, but back then especially, like I, I looked like a Yankees fan. Like you wanted to punch me in the face. Right. <laughs> Even more hateable than he yeah, is. Now. Everything about me yes. used douchey Yankee fan. Throw on like two extra chains and more like oh. <laughs> so I worked with this guy. You may remember him from the Howard Stern show, Crazy Cabby. And I did a show with him, too, and we were good pals, and he was from Minnesota. Weird guy. So he looked at me like I was the epitome of a Yankees fan. They're about to win. My phone rings. My house phone, right? So house weird. Phone. Yeah. House phone. He, he, he calls up my home because I guess maybe I'm not answering my cell phone. I have no idea why. They did, you didn't answer your Nokia? Yeah. Uh, I wasn't 3, answering the Nokia. What's going on with my pager? He's like... <laughs> Hey, it's Cabby. You believe they're going to do it. Don't you love this? I'm like, dude, you're jinxing me. They're going to win it. New York needs this. I'm so. He was like, I felt him jinxing me. Next thing you know, Gonzo hits his bloop. And I'm <laughs> like, you lose. blew it. I hate it. So, yeah. You know, don't jinx it. Do not jinx it. It's like um that video you brought up today. Should the 49ers come out to that Taylor Swift song? I'm like, no. Don't do anything. Yeah, don't they- do anything that could, like, Throw things off. My favorite thing is that Rich took a picture of the guy to be the guy who jinxed it, where if I'm that guy, I would look at Rich as the guy who took a picture of me in the men's room. Like, <laughs> like that's how I would look at yeah, Rich, you know, that's Rich, did, the guy. Rich didn't tell you what he took a picture of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, exactly. True, but you know what? When you, when you talk about jinxes like that, 
I think everyone has a story where it's like that. I think that guy or that girl. I'll never forget. Me. As much as I love Cammy, again, a former colleague of mine, I'll always think of him as the guy that jinxed the 2001 World Series for me. Just like you have your story. And you Rich. know, earlier this week, George Kittle was baffled how people don't believe in momentum because he talked about in that Lions game, momentum's a thing. Mm-hmm. When Tyree Kill caught that ball in the fourth quarter, the Niners are still up by ten in that moment, and I was like, game over. I, I, I felt in that moment. I'm like, this is where it starts. I hate this. And if you remember, they scored 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter and ended up winning 31-20 when the Niners were winning 20-10 until halfway through the fourth. It is a true, and I think we've all experienced it as sports fans, a moment of clarity in the wrong way. You saw the path to losing. You saw oh, yeah. this no is joke. it. Like it was, there was nothing that everything that you, the only way that they could lose was exactly what you saw and it all happened. Yeah, listen, I was, yes. on the, I was on the fan winning end of it last weekend, but when Gibbs fumbled, every Lions fan had to be thinking, oh, that's it. Yes. Like it was only the third quarter, but you were up 24 seven. Yeah. I, you know what? When, when Gibbs fumbled, yeah. you, you feel it as a fan. You're when like, you well, there's the possibility. Path, there's the path to losing. When you see the path losing, that's it. You're so right about that. Um, you almost like will it sadly. Yeah. Too. And OBJ made reference to that recently. He said when that, when that picture of them came out, what was that, in 2017 when the, they played oh, the, the Giants yeah. on, the, on the boat? Yes. On the boat. He said that sucked all the energy out of him, and he's an energy guy, and he knew that that picture would come back to haunt them if they lost. If they lost. And that, again, is creating that pathway. Now they're thinking about losing in the back of their mind, like, oh, no, we can't lose. It's almost like you're jinxing yourself. Not, not, to, not to pour salt in or your, manifesting your wounds, Cavino, but I would think Red Sox fans maybe had that starting with the Robert Steele. Like oh, it's so far away, but all of a sudden you're it. like, wait a sec. We somehow survived this. Yep. We win game five, then we got chilling. And then, and then now all of a sudden all the pressures, like that all of a sudden just open up, just opens up this pathway of like, this is how it's going to go down. Yeah. And then it ends up going that way. Dave Roberts definitely opened that up. Jinxed I, it. I just sent you, Danny G and Lorraine, the picture of me and the dude. Seriously? The guy <laughs> yeah, that ruined yeah. it for you? Yeah, right there. Hey, well, oh, no way. That's the guy. Great photo. Yeah. Great photo Rich. I'm going with Dan Byer. That guy's probably wondering, what's up with this dude? And, and it looks like it was outside the bathroom. No, it was, outside, just, it was right I, outside the bathroom. By the I, way, Dan Byer. I didn't peek over the urinal, Dan. <laughs> uh, we don't know about that. But you know what? You know what this guy's story is? Yeah, man, I met some big-headed buffoon who jinxed my 49ers. <laughs> he thinks you're the jinx. You know, perhaps. Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns, and get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.